Welcome to The Buzz, the Growth Hub podcast, here to give you ideas and inspiration so you can take your business forward. My name is Sophie Bennett and I'm your host for today's show. In the show today, you'll meet Henny Maltby from Pink Elephant Media. Henny's a serial entrepreneur who, early in the days of the internet, founded an e-commerce business that she sold successfully so she cuts her teeth at the sharp end of online business. Fast forward to today, and Henny's going to cut through some of the jargon and help your website be more effective so you can turn it into a true growth tool for your business. So let's dive in. So welcome to the show, Henny. Thanks for joining us on The Buzz today. Uh, Let's start off, first of all, where are you based? I'm based in Tetbury. Right, so you're right in the middle of Growth Hub land. And can you give our listeners a 30-second overview of what your business does? Yeah, we are a web development company, but we also offer training for our clients. So once they've got their website, they know how to actually use it um, in terms of marketing. Great, that's a good idea because it's one thing having a website and it's another one keeping it up to date, keeping it optimised and keeping it working, right? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So um, give us a potted history of how you came to do what you do. So my background was as I started an e-commerce company in my 20s, um, right at the beginning of when the Internet was actually born. Um, And I was making car fitting boots for women in different calf sizes. Um, And I learnt when I sort of first had my business, I went out actually looking for somewhere like the Growth Hub, but it didn't exist at the time, um, to get advice on how to grow my business online. And I got some great advice. I got some terrible advice. But the one thing I really learnt throughout this process was the more knowledge I gained about the internet and about how websites work and what to do with them, the better my business performed. And so really, it became a bit of a passion project of mine. I eventually sold the the business on and now do this full time and um, have done it for sort of energy companies and and other things, really sort of teaching people how they can work their website to make it um, really work for them. Fantastic. So you've learned from experience and then you've transferred that experience into the business rather than learned how to be an Internet expert and then applied it before you've applied it on your own company. I think, yeah, and I think that that actually really is key because there's a lot of theory that in theory should work, but the reality is, does it translate into good business sense? And it often doesn't. So it's really, uh, you know, your trials and errors are what people learn from and actually seeing them being played out, you really learn really what does work. And as you start to roll that out, we've I've now worked with probably 50, 60 plus businesses over the course of time. And you can see it now working across lots of different industries. It doesn't really seem to matter if it makes good business sense and it works from a marketing perspective. It can tend to work for most industries. Fantastic. So you said when you started your boot company that there wasn't a growth hub around at that stage. So there is now, thankfully. And you're a very valued delivery partner. Uh, How's the Growth Hub been part of your journey in this business, Pink Elephant Media? I have to say it's been invaluable. Not, I mean, I think often people think when you're in digital marketing or when you've started a business on your own, you don't need the support. And 
they have been absolutely brilliant and and actually meeting people through the growth hub and listening to business and what they actually wanted has been a really core part of why we did our training platform because we were meeting businesses all the time telling us the same problems that they had again and again and again and during those one-to-ones that I was having or delivering training to them I kept making notes of all the problems that businesses kept telling us that they had and I was like yeah I can solve those that those are easy to to solve but also people where we don't have expertise tying us up with those um, members that can help us in areas where we're not so strong so for me it's been an invaluable resource to help my business grow well with a lot of small businesses you're working effectively in an echo chamber, aren't you? You're trying to guess the market. You're trying to guess what customers need. You do, you have an educated guess on what problems you think they have that you can solve. But there's nothing like meeting real people with real problems and finding those common threads. So, it's abs- Yeah, sorry. It's absolutely right. And also we found that big business, doesn't matter sometimes how big they are or how small they are, have really similar issues to each other that are often very easy to iron out, but it's just identifying what they are is really helpful. Well, that's the definition of expertise, isn't it? Being able to see what the problem is, because a lot of people, uh, because we can't know everything about everything, we end up trying to solve the wrong problem sometimes. And that can be very expensive, time consuming, ineffective and incredibly frustrating. Absolutely, yes. So what are the common problems that you've seen that you've picked up on? Well, I think one of the main problems is there's a massive digital skills gap out there. Um, I think, you know, we're all experts in our business and what we do. And I certainly was when I came to mine. I knew all about how to manufacture boots, how to design them, but I didn't know anything about websites or how they worked or the marketing that was needed or how to even reach my perfect client as it were so i think that i was not alone and that hasn't changed in the 20 years that i've been doing this or 20 no nearly 25 years that i've been doing this now the same problems still exist but that digital skills gap is getting wider because technology is moving at such breakneck speed now and when i was first started there were only one or two routes to market You had the web, you had search engine optimization, but social media didn't even exist then. Now you've got hundreds of different channels, lots of different platforms that you can use to push your business forward. So it's really identifying which ones to pick because you can waste a lot of money trying lots of different things to see what sticks. Um, And I think for me, it's plugging those gaps on the knowledge that people have and letting them take the power into their own hands to push their business forward. But for me, it's definitely the digital skills gap. Businesses are not really, I know the Growth Hub are brilliant at providing training in that area. And I think it's one of the reasons why they're so popular is because you are helping them plug plug that gap. And a huge gap, and it doesn't get any smaller. Like you say, every time a new platform pops up or a new route to market, it seems to get ever more complicated and what you thought you knew last week that was useful uh, can be suddenly redundant or something completely different has popped yeah. out of the woodwork. Um, so we've had a very strange 18 months, Henny. Um, what was business have. like before 
And what's it like now? What's changed for you and for your clients that you've had to address? I think it's been a really interesting few months. I mean, it's been crazy busy for us, as you'd expect. And we spent our life telling people how important websites are and using your website. Now we don't need to tell them that anymore, because I think people have really realised that the battleground is now online. Um, And so that that conversation isn't one that we keep having. Now it's about how you can get them to innovate. And I think before people were quite reluctant to innovate and to change uh, the way that they might have done something beforehand. The pandemic meant that people had to suddenly about turn. And so they were ringing us saying, how do we, how can we reach our market now? What are we doing? And actually, whereas before we'd been willing them to do some things and they didn't want to do it, during the pandemic, they did. And we saw businesses adding a lot of value to their companies during this time. Obviously, there's been some losers that just couldn't operate and and it was very difficult to. But I would say for about 80 percent of our businesses, we found solutions for them during that time frame and and they were willing to take them and actually they are changing the way they are thinking about how they use their websites as a result of of the pandemic it's never quite going to go back is it it's like an elastic band once stretched it never quite goes back to its original shape i actually hope it doesn't because i think this is what in some ways has been needed for a while is for people to realize you know the big businesses are look at gap today announced that they were now coming off the high street and just going online. And when I first started, all the big guys, they just had their premises. They were a bit online, but they weren't really concentrating. But I know even as a very small supplier, even taking two to 3% of their market share meant that I was taking quite a large percentage of their market share. And it's the same for smaller businesses. And there's no guesswork anymore. We can see what people are doing online. The tools are out there. We can look at big businesses, digital footprint, we can see what social posts are working, we can see what technology they're using on their website, you name it, we can see it. So there's no real guesswork to the marketing side. It's just how do you apply that and make yourself look as a better prospect. And in every company, there is a USP, something that the reason why they went into business to do what they want did. And so it's really just propositioning that, making you stack up against your competitors. You can follow the same kind of marketing that they are doing. You will still take a share of their market by doing that. And so I think businesses will grow. And I'm glad in some ways that they've been forced to adopt the Internet because that's always been one of the struggles is to say you can actually make a lot of money online if you do it right. And so I'm. I think that that's been the biggest change that we've seen overall is that people are doing it and then they're seeing the results. And so now it's not so much of a, I want to push you in the right direction. They're they're doing it and they're willing to learn. And I think that's been brilliant. And of course, on top of that, we've had so many people working from home. So digital's not become an option anymore as it's become the only way to work for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah transformed our meetings I know I've certainly done a lot less traveling and yet in the last couple of months have delivered out to Canada America Chile Israel and I've never left Gloucestershire to do all that so amazing that yeah. was unheard of a couple of years ago um 
So when it comes to the digital skills gap, uh, are you seeing any shifts that have happened over the last 12 months? Are people educating themselves? Are you finding more people are wanting to go into the industry? I think people are scared of it. And I think that that's been the thing and that hasn't changed over the course of time. And and often they're so busy running their own business, they're like, oh, I can't do this and I haven't got the time for it. But if they knew that the difference that it made, I think they would make the time for it. So that for me hasn't changed. That's going to be our next biggest challenge is not just to make them adapt in the way that they use their websites, but also to really think about their understanding, the knowledge within their business. You know, when you outsource your marketing, although there's amazing, brilliant marketing companies out there around the place, you are one of many clients. Actually having a handle on your own marketing or really understanding it means that you're always getting a greater return on investment. Than, than you might do if you don't have that knowledge. So I think bringing knowledge in-house into businesses is the key to growth. That's when I see businesses grow the most is when they start taking a real interest in the marketing elements and how that works. Even if they're outsourcing it, having that knowledge is, is key. And, and I think that that's what I really want to see in the next sort of few months moving forwards or the next year, two years. But that, I think, has been the biggest struggle for us is to get that that element across. Well, there's a big difference, isn't there, between outsourcing and abdicating. <laughs> so even if you've outsourced your digital work and you've outsourced your website, if you abdicate from the process, then you're not going to get the best from your designer or the person you're working with. So a little bit of knowledge helps you make better choices even if you're not going to do the work yourself. Yeah, and it also means you tie it up properly as well. You know, and your marketing is disconnected. You've got one person doing one thing, another person doing another thing. If you have an overall understanding of it, it, it makes it much better because it sort of streamlines the whole processes and the results are better as a result. So what's your prediction? Things are changing rapidly, as you mentioned already, Gap closing over 100 stores in the UK. Um What's your prediction for the next trend in digital? Are you seeing more outsourcing? Have you got platforms on the horizon that you think are going to become very influential? What? Give us a trend prediction. It's a really difficult one, this, but one that I have seen really um, a big change definitely over the last few years is search engine optimization. And that's because of the use of voice technology now coming into the market that the search engines want certainty as to what your website is about. So your normal things like your title tags, your meta tag descriptions are no longer really good enough. We're seeing that when we add something called schema markup, which is like a code that you add to your site that says, this is the detail around what's on your site. This is a, if it's a product, this is what the product is. These are the colors it comes in. This is all of these sort of elements to it. This is the SKU number, and you can put that all in and in a tidy way to deliver back to the search engines. We're seeing that the sites that have that applied to it are definitely doing a lot better. So I think that that will be a trend that continues, um, certainly started in the last few years. It's definitely continuing and getting stronger in terms of results. And the other one is conversational marketing. So 
people having um even though things are automated to make it look like it's more of a conversation and we're seeing that a lot more coming through and the results from that are a lot better so I, those are two trends that i probably predict for this year ahead ah so would you say conversation marketing are you talking about chatbots or sort of interactive things in the corner of a website for exactly, example but also like tagging these conversations so you're learning from your client base it's not just about i'm having this conversation with you but based on their actions that they're doing and then how you respond to it and to make it look like you're genuinely having a conversation with them even when it's just a computer doing it for you essentially so i think ai technology will come in a bit further you know all of these elements are out there now to utilize and they're pretty simplistic but they the return on that you know people don't like generic anymore they want it to be personalized to them so I, I suspect that that will be a definite trend in that direction. And what about the use of video on websites? Because I know a lot of people are very shy about video, about going in front of the camera. Are you seeing people getting more comfortable with it? Uh, are consumers wanting video I, on websites more? We, we obviously talk about video a lot with our clients because it's one of those, you know, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. It's now owned by Google we do, you know, it, it gives you more visibility if you adopt it. There will always be the reluctance of someone standing in front of a camera. And I know because I'm one of them, even though I tell people to do it all the time, I'm like, everyone's like, do it. And I'm like, no. But the reality is you can produce video by using slides and not being in front of it, you know, talking over the top. There's lots of ways that people can adopt video. Um, it is a trend. It's been a trend for years, this. The market, again, is getting quite saturated. Um, but you look at TikTok, look at the explosion there that's happened. So I think video will continue to grow. I can't see it. it's a great way to get a lot of information in a very short period. Um, but I think there will always be reluctance there. So you've worked with a huge number of Gloucestershire businesses through your partnership with the Growth Hub. Uh, has there been any particular business or enterprise that's particularly inspired you? Oh, that's a that's a tricky one. Um, an exciting product or an exciting market sector or just a concept that you've been able to be involved with? So without sort of giving away my clients, because obviously they probably wouldn't want to appear on a podcast without yes, my permission. But... Um, We've worked with a massive, diverse range. I mean, they're absolutely, almost no business is, is the same. They're all completely different. They've all got different skills. They all think differently. And it, that in itself has been exciting because they all keep you on your toes 24-7. I think the ones that I really love working with have a real growth mindset. They want to push their businesses forward. So they're, they're up for pretty much any suggestion that we give. As long as we can track and trace the results to see that they're coming through, then um, that's great. And I love it when they come up with ideas of their own and we have to find solutions to get those ideas off the ground. So I would say all of my clients are completely different, all brilliant in their own ways, but definitely where they are up for innovation and ready to go and get projects off the ground then those are the those are the best fun to work with because um you can see them growing 
I like your focus on return on investment as opposed to just having a website for the sake of having a website. Because certainly until fairly recently, I think a web presence was the most important thing. But now people expect a return on the cost of their online activity. So let's just see if we can give some listeners a couple of quick tips as a result of being here with us today. Um, Give me a couple of things that our listeners could do to either increase their uh, digital presence or the effectiveness of their digital presence or their digital skills. Okay, so one of the main things that we do with a client before we even start on their website is we look at where are they now? Where do they want to be? Why are they actually coming to us to rebuild a site? Is that necessary? Do they really need that? Or can we adjust what is already there? The other thing is, is for them to have set goals. So it's all very well saying, I think my website's not really working for me, or this isn't quite how I am now because my business has progressed over the course of time. It should be about this is what we are trying to achieve as a company this is where we're going to go and then we have to think about the client goals what does the client that you want to get that's coming to you want from this experience what is going to make you look an attractive prospect to them because if you don't look an attractive prospect you're not going to get them to give you what you want so that's sort of number one look back at past performance what's worked what hasn't what pages are working you know what's your drop-off rate like um so if you've got a high bounce rate that's people coming onto your site and leaving again um that means your page isn't really resonating with them so look at the copy look at your competitors see what they are offering follow them look at their social media accounts you don't need all the growth hacking tools like we have here to see it, you can sign up to their email marketing. You can look at what they're offering on their websites. They might even have podcasts that you can listen to that will um, give you away loads and loads of information on them. But don't be afraid to to look at them. So that's sort of the main tip that I would say. Um, and obviously, learn, learn as much as you can, because the more you learn the more your business will grow and the more you will actually expect of your website. I think people think that it is, as you said, just a signpost for people to say, this is what we do. And it should be so much more than that. It should be flexible. So as your business grows, it should be able to grow with you. It should be visible to the search engines. It should cut down time, like processes of things that you do offline. Maybe they could come online. It should be a resource. Um, for your clients to come to uh, again and again and again so that return visitors are more likely to purchase and spend with you. And also, it should be set up so you can really learn about what your customers actually want, what marketing is working, what isn't working, so that you're not wasting time. Time is one of the biggest problems in business that you know, we can help solve a a small part of with using your website. So it's really all of those things combined and writing them down. And that tends to be what we do is we start saying, why? Why are you doing this? And what do you want out of it? And then how can we help you get there? And I think that's key. Brilliant. So to sum that up, so have clear goals where you are now and where you want to go and keep those updated regularly. 
if you haven't checked your web stats for a while, guilty as charged, um, go and check which pages people are visiting, how long they're staying, how they move around your site so you know what's working and what isn't, and check out your competitors. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's... Does that sum it up if I missed anything major on the few things people can do? And, and keep learn. learning, keep learning. Brilliant. So I think that's been absolutely packed full of value and it's become very clear that we all need to keep upskilling ourselves and, and trying to close this digital skills gap that you quite rightly point out as being a major headache because there's only so many hours in the day and it's a difficult thing to do to keep digitally skilled and to run the operational side of your business if you're not a marketing driven company, which because a lot of companies aren't. Um, yeah. So I have to thank you. That's been a fantastic interview, Henny. It's really valuable insights. So your advice, closing advice, keep learning, keep challenging yourself, keep developing. Keep setting goals <laughs> and keep to them. Keep it nice and simple and measure what you're doing and its effectiveness along the yeah, way. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you for your time today. And thanks to the listeners for joining us here on the Buzz Growth Hub podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Buzz from Gloucestershire Growth Hub. I'm Sophie Bennett, your host for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to The Buzz podcast so you get the next episode as soon as it's available. Until next time, thanks for listening.